Acts chapter 12 About that time, King Herod reached out to harm some who belonged to the church. He had James, the brother of John, put to death with the sword. And seeing that this pleased the Jews, Herod proceeded to seize Peter during the Feast of Unleavened Bread. He arrested him and put him in prison, handing him over to be guarded by four squads of four soldiers each. Herod intended to bring him out to the people after the Passover. So Peter was kept in prison, but the church was fervently praying to God for him. On the night before Herod was to bring him to trial, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains, with sentries standing guard at the entrance to the prison. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared, and a light shone in the cell. He tapped Peter on the side and woke him up, saying, Get up quickly. And the chains fell off his wrists. Get dressed and put on your sandals, said the angel. Peter did so, and the angel told him, Wrap your cloak around you and follow me. So Peter followed him out, but he was unaware that what the angel was doing was real. He thought he was only seeing a vision. They passed the first and second guards and came to the iron gate leading to the city, which opened for them by itself. When they had gone outside and walked the length of one block, the angel suddenly left him. Then Peter came to himself and said, Now I know for sure that the Lord has sent his angel and rescued me from Herod's grasp and from everything the Jewish people were anticipating. And when he had realized this, he went to the house of Mary, the mother of John, also called Mark, where many people had gathered together and were praying. He knocked at the outer gate, and a servant girl named Rhoda came to answer it. When she recognized Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed that she forgot to open the gate, but ran inside and announced, Peter is standing at the gate. You are out of your mind, they told her. But when she kept insisting it was so, they said, It must be his angel. But Peter kept on knocking, and when they opened the door and saw him, they were astounded. Peter motioned with his hand for silence, and he described how the Lord had brought him out of the prison. Send word to James and to the brothers, he said, and he left for another place. At daybreak, there was no small commotion among the soldiers as to what had become of Peter. After Herod had searched for him unsuccessfully, he examined the guards and ordered that they be executed. Then he went down from Judea to Caesarea and spent some time there. Now Herod was in a furious dispute with the people of Tyre and Sidon, and they convened before him. Having secured the support of Blastus, the king's chamberlain, they asked for peace because their region depended on the king's country for food. On the appointed day, Herod donned his royal robes, sat on his throne, and addressed the people. And they began to shout, This is the voice of a god, not a man. Immediately, because Herod did not give glory to God, an angel of the Lord struck him down, and he was eaten by worms and died. But the word of God continued to spread and multiply. When Barnabas and Saul had fulfilled their mission to Jerusalem, they returned, bringing with them John, also called Mark. Chapter 13 now in the church at Antioch, there were prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Menaean, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. And after they had fasted and prayed, they laid their hands on them and sent them off. 
So Barnabas and Saul, sent forth by the Holy Spirit, went down to Seleucia and sailed from there to Cyprus. When they arrived at Salamis, they proclaimed the word of God in the Jewish synagogues, and John was with them as their helper. They traveled through the whole island as far as Pathos, where they found a Jewish sorcerer and false prophet named Bar-Jesus, an attendant of the proconsul Sergius Paulus. The proconsul, a man of intelligence, summoned Barnabas and Saul because he wanted to hear the word of God. But Elimus, the sorcerer, for that is what his name means, opposed them and tried to turn the proconsul from the faith. Then Saul, who was also called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, looked directly at Elimus and said, O child of the devil and enemy of all righteousness, you are full of all kinds of deceit and trickery. Will you never stop perverting the straight ways of the Lord? Now look, the hand of the Lord is against you, and for a time you will be blind and unable to see the light of the sun. Immediately mist and darkness came over him, and he groped about, seeking someone to lead him by the hand. When the proconsul saw what had happened, he believed, for he was astonished at the teaching about the Lord. After setting sail from Pathos, Paul and his companions came to Perga in Pamphylia, where John left them to return to Jerusalem. And from Perga they traveled inland to Poseidon Antioch, where they entered the synagogue on the Sabbath and sat down. After the reading from the law and the prophets, the synagogue leaders sent word to them, Brothers, if you have a word of encouragement for the people, please speak. Paul stood up, motioned with his hand, and began to speak. Men of Israel, and you Gentiles who fear God, listen to me. The God of the people of Israel chose our fathers. He made them into a great people during their stay in Egypt, and with an uplifted arm he led them out of that land. He endured their conduct for about forty years in the wilderness, and having vanquished seven nations in Canaan, he gave their land to his people as an inheritance. All this took about 450 years. After this, God gave them judges until the time of Samuel the prophet. Then the people asked for a king, and God gave them 40 years under Saul, son of Kish, from the tribe of Benjamin. After removing Saul, he raised up David as their king and testified about him. I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will carry out my will in its entirety. From the descendants of this man, God has brought to Israel the Savior Jesus, as he promised. Before the arrival of Jesus, John preached a baptism of repentance to all the people of Israel. As John was completing his course, he said, Who do you suppose I am? I'm not that one. But he is coming after me, whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. Brothers, children of Abraham, and you Gentiles who fear God, it is to us that this message of salvation has been sent. The people of Jerusalem and their rulers did not recognize Jesus, yet in condemning him they fulfilled the words of the prophets that are read every Sabbath. And though they found no ground for a death sentence, they asked Pilate to have him executed. When they had carried out all that was written about him, they took him down from the tree and laid him in a tomb. But God raised him from the dead, and for many days he was seen by those who had accompanied him from Galilee to Jerusalem. They are now his witnesses to our people. And now we proclaim to you the good news. What God promised our fathers, he has fulfilled for us, their children, by raising up Jesus. 
As it is written in the second psalm, You are my son, today I have become your father. In fact, God raised him from the dead, never to see decay, as he has said, I will give you the holy and sure blessings promised to David. So also he says in another psalm, You will not let your holy one see decay. For when David had served God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep. His body was buried with his fathers and saw decay. But the one whom God raised from the dead did not see decay. Therefore let it be known to you, brothers, that through Jesus the forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you. Through him everyone who believes is justified from everything you could not be justified from by the law of Moses. Watch out then that what was spoken by the prophets does not happen to you. Look, you scoffers, wonder and perish, for I am doing a work in your days that you would never believe, even if someone told you. As Paul and Barnabas were leaving the synagogue, the people urged them to continue this message on the next Sabbath. After the synagogue was dismissed, many of the Jews and devout converts to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas, who spoke to them and urged them to continue in the grace of God. On the following Sabbath, nearly the whole city gathered to hear the word of the Lord. But when the Jews saw the crowds, they were filled with jealousy, and they blasphemously contradicted what Paul was saying. Then Paul and Barnabas answered them boldly, It was necessary to speak the word of God to you first, but since you reject it and do not consider yourselves worthy of eternal life, we now turn to the Gentiles, for this is what the Lord has commanded us. I have made you a light for the Gentiles, to bring salvation to the ends of the earth. When the Gentiles heard this, they rejoiced and glorified the word of the Lord, and all who were appointed for eternal life believed. And the word of the Lord spread throughout that region. The Jews, however, incited the religious women of prominence and the leading men of the city. They stirred up persecution against Paul and Barnabas and drove them out of their district. So they shook the dust off their feet in protest against them and went to Iconium. And the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit.